this is Andrew Gamison with the Speaking for Him podcast, coming to you once again live from my home studio here in Howard City, Michigan. Uh, it is day 35 of my personal lockdown. I left school on Friday, March 13th at 3.30 or thereabouts and have not been away from home since. It's definitely been a challenge. It's definitely been an interesting opportunity. Um, I, the, one of the exciting things is I'm getting more confident about my ability to record a podcast from home, which is uh, exciting in its own way, but I do um, look forward to getting back to the studio um, and being in person with my co-host Dan Van Zalen, who I may ask to join me on a future podcast, maybe next week or the week after, um, through the technology of video conferencing, uh, which I, of which I primarily use Zoom. And I know there's been some security concerns with that, but in my research, Zoom has been um, the best option for video conferencing, something that I never thought I would use on the regular, but with this quarantine and uh, lockdown that is going on, it has proved invaluable. Um, with that being said, if there's anyone out there who would like to co-host with me um, in this time of uniqueness and would like to be on a future podcast, please let me know. I much prefer having this podcast be a conversation, and I'm trying to make it as if it's a conversation between me and you even today, but I much prefer it being an actual conversation than being just me talking. Um, I just feel more comfortable with that method, so I hope that you are enjoying the podcast such as it is as we have been going forward. Um, and I'm very blessed to continue to provide it for you. Um, but the I want to get into my review of the third episode of The Chosen, which is uh, directed by Mr. Dallas Jenkins, and um, it was very intriguing and very enjoyable. Um, but first of all, I want to talk a little bit about what is going on in our state primarily and around the country with the economy, with the lockdowns. Now, some of you know that I don't talk a whole lot about politics on this show and that for a 14-week run a couple years ago, I did a second podcast Andrew on America, which focused on that stuff. And I would occasionally, usually around election time, bring up certain political issues that were important to me. I want to address a little bit about the protests that happened uh, a couple days ago here in the great state of Michigan. First of all, I want to talk about what it's not. Because I've seen a lot of people criticizing the protesters and saying, first of all, that either they don't think the virus is real or that they're not taking it seriously. And I would say that among the people that I know who participated, neither of these things is true. Now, when you get a large group of people, they said that in some cases they estimated that it was about 100,000 people that were there. When you get a large group of people together, they're not all going to be there for the same reason. They're not all going to be there for the same point. And there are always going to be people on the fringes who go way overboard on either side. And so I want to make it very clear that 
I, I'm trying to provide a balanced perspective on these things. So first of all, thinking about what it's not. The protest, I don't believe, was an attempt to minimize the danger of the virus. The, the virus is real, and that's part of the problem that we face today, is that it's a very real thing that's affecting very real people. But the, the issue at hand was that the governor, Governor Whitmer, went above and beyond the guidelines for the CDC. It's one thing to tell people to stay home as much as possible um, and to send certain non-essential workers home. We've seen this in the sports arena. There's no live sports right now. We understand that that's because large crowds gather at sporting events and we want to minimize that kind of activity. Understood. We understand, I think, that hairdressers can't work right now because they are in close proximity uh, to the people that they serve. And that would be a very great opportunity for germs to manifest themselves and to continue to spread. I understand some of these things. But when you have people working in areas like construction or landscaping where they can um, work in small groups and practice social distancing and still accomplish their work, but you tell them that they can't um, work because of your guidelines for locking down and keeping people safe, quote-unquote, then you are stifling the economy in an unnecessary manner, I believe. I don't think it's disingenuous or hypocritical to say take the virus seriously, but also look for ways to gradually open the economy. When we talk about opening the economy, we're not talking about rushing off to the mall, filling it with 300 people, and having every restaurant in the food court pumping out food as fast as possible. I don't think that's what we're, most of us are talking about when we're talking about opening the economy. And we're not talking about um, just letting, ever, letting all the beaches flood or anything like that and just having as many people out there as possible. I, I think, actually, that's one of the things that led to the initial um, response was that when colleges started letting out, kids decided it was a good opportunity to go to their local pub and party. And then uh, we had certain people around the college spring break times getting together to do that as well. And so I think that kind of um, added to the precautions that were taken. But the latest executive order from the governor also included having certain sections of stores cordoned off so that you can't buy certain items. I think it's very, a very, sets a very dangerous precedent when a government leader starts telling me what is essential for me to buy at the store. Um, I understand limiting the number of people in the store. I understand um, having them practice safe social distancing. That makes sense. But when I am at a store that carries a product and I need the product, there shouldn't be anything stopping me from buying that product and leaving the store with the product that I need. Um, the other aspect that I would mention in this regard is just the fact that when we talk about essential items or essential needs, 
we are often talking about the physical things. And I understand that those are often prominent and paramount. But we also need to think about our mental health. And sometimes being able to get some of those little fun things like a small toy for your child or a dozen donuts at the donut shop, even though they are considered non-essential, can be essential to mental health as we seek to find a certain amount of normalcy in these abnormal times. So I think it's important for us to realize that we need to um, we need to find normalcy, even if it's a new normal, within these times. And we need to have realistic expectations. And so I firmly believe that the protesters, for the most part, that were there in Lansing a couple days ago were there to protest not the shelter in place but the overreach of the governor within that especially when she came out with her second order um, I am praying every day that we find a way to reopen this economy um, very soon I know it's going to take steps I know it's probably going to be gradual Again, it's not a situation where I can stand inside my front door and just wait for them to say that everything is open and then just run and do whatever I want. I think we still have to be responsible within it. But I think it's very important that we balance it and realize that um, not everybody that was out there protesting is simply trying to deny the seriousness of the issue. As a matter of fact, I sometimes think of it as the opposite because we're actually saying this is a serious issue and it's going to be with us for a while so we need to learn to function as a society with it being a reality. And so that is just um, some of my thoughts regarding this issue. I know that it that there are people on either side because I, I know there are people that aren't taking it seriously enough either. When you when you say I'm not going to adhere to any guidelines because because I don't like the governing authorities, that is not a good posture to have too. So I think we need to find some middle ground and respect our authorities, but realize when there's been constitutional overreach. And I think for the most of the people that I know that are exercising these issues, they are striving very much to have that kind of balance so thank you um for indulging me as i spoke some of these things that have been on my heart since this whole issue of the protest has come upon us this past week and i as i said i'm praying um that there will be a resolve to this and that god will be glorified as we move forward And I would just encourage you as I end this part of the podcast to love one another, to seek to serve your fellow man, to find ways that you can um, meet needs that they have. Don't be afraid to ask people what they need and then try to do your best to meet the need as you see fit, as God shows you his wisdom. Let's pray, and then we'll move on to the next part of our show. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just continue to pray for this situation, uh, that you would arrest the coronavirus. Lord, I pray that you would um, help people to see the wisdom in being safe, 
but not being paranoid. I pray that you would give our our leaders wisdom um, as they seek to find the line between proper um, government authority and overstep. Lord, I know these are tough issues. They're not easy to to deal with. Um, and And the precedents that are being set can be dangerous, but we shouldn't overreact either. May we find our peace in you. You say that you will keep us in perfect peace if our minds are stayed on you. And so we ask for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, turning a corner, I want to talk about The Chosen, Episode 3. Um, and this episode focuses on Jesus loving the little children. Here is a clip from The Chosen, Episode 3. So what did you do? I tried to walk away, but he wouldn't stop pushing me. So I pushed him so hard he fell down. And that's why you were punished. Did you expect something different? But even Torah says eye for eye. Why should I be punished too? Yes, but that is for a judge. You were hardly in a court of law. And you, all of you, are to be special. You are to act differently than others. You tell us to be gentle. But Rabbi Josiah said Messiah would lead us against the Romans, that he would be a great military leader. It is important to respect your teachers and honor your parents. And Rabbi Josiah is a smart man. But many times, smart men lack wisdom. Is there anything in scripture that says Messiah will be a great military leader? There are many things about scripture that you cannot understand yet. And that is okay. That is fine. You have many years ahead of you. And God does not reveal all things at once. But children, what if many of the things that our people think about how we are to behave and how we are to treat one another are wrong? You want things to be fair. When someone wrongs you, you want to right it. And you know who else loves justice? But what does the Lord say in the law of Moses about justice and vengeance? Vengeance is mine. Yes, very good. Now this is a little bit of an unconventional episode because it's what we would call extra biblical in its basis. Because some children meet Jesus um, before he has begun his formal ministry and he begins to teach them things. Now I know um, that gives some people pause, and I, and it and it should, because we should always measure things on the basis of whether they are biblical or not. But if I could just say that the teachings that Jesus gives in this episode come straight from the Bible, and I think it's interesting, although I don't know the reasoning behind it, that um, Dallas gives us this perspective because then. When you later le- when you later read that unless you have the faith of a little child you cannot come to the kingdom of heaven, it kind of makes you think when you watch this episode, because one of the things that Jesus says at the end of the episode is, "I hope that um, people that are my followers after you will come to accept my teachings the way you have." 
but he said many of them will not be able to understand things as well as you. He talked about things about turning the other cheek and about loving the Lord your God with all your um, heart, mind, and soul. And just, and he taught the kids how to pray using the Lord's Prayer. And again, I don't know um, how, you know, obviously we don't read about him uh, connecting with children before his ministry. But nothing that he, nothing that was in this episode was unbiblical. It was simply extra biblical. And so you can make a decision in your own mind and heart whether that is good for you. But I do think it's good to have different perspectives on familiar stories. Um, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know I've done several of these myself with narratives particularly for good friday but also at christmas time and i've also thought about possibly um doing some more that weren't related to the specific holidays but generally those are the times when i have done them because i just wanted something special to share and sometimes you you hear very little about a character in the word of god but then you use what you know of the culture or you know of the time to string together a narrative that makes it interesting. And again, I would say be careful when you're doing that to make sure that you are biblical in your application. But I think there's some benefit of using the culture to teach you things. Um, I think it's it's one of the things I particularly like about this episode is it shows Jesus' humanity. You know, we often talk about how Jesus is 100% God. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I believe that with all my heart. Um, it's important for us to know that and understand that and believe that. But I also think it's really neat to have um, Jesus portrayed as a human and show him doing things like um, putting wood on a campfire making uh, making things out of wood as he was a carpenter before he committed to the ministry at 30 years of age. And then being sensitive to um, the needs of children and just um, responding to them on their level. And I think it's very encouraging to think about the fact that we have a God that does that for us. And... Um, I would really recommend this episode. It's a, it's a shorter episode uh, in the series. I've I've watched um, most of these episodes now. There's eight episodes in the season. I think there's um, a few more. Uh, well, there is a few more to come that I haven't watched. Um, most of them are about an hour, but this one is 35 minutes, so it's very easy uh, to watch with your children and then to discuss uh, certain things. Uh, about that and um, my hope is that it will be an encouragement to you um, I think it's really um, neat because it, it it really shows kids the way kids are you know the main girl um, I believe her name is Abigail if I'm remembering correctly and she just is very inquisitive and she's just asking Jesus all kinds of questions and, you know, that's the way a kid would be. I think I think it's interesting. That's probably one reason why the disciples wanted to keep the children away from 
uh, Jesus was because they, they figured that the children would have plenty of energy and plenty of questions for Jesus that in their minds they didn't have time to answer. Um, and so I think it's it's very important for us to to realize that there there was there was and is a humanity to Jesus um, but also that he was 100% God. It really is the uh, unbelievable combination of the two that makes uh, Jesus who he is. And um, I think it was was neat how uh, he talked to a little boy who was who got into a fight with one of his friends and pushed him down and to get revenge on him for something. And Jesus said, um, well, uh, and he said, well, the Torah says eye for eye. And, and Jesus points out, but you weren't in a court of law. You weren't in authority over the situation. So in this case, you should, you should respond differently. You should respond in kindness and kind of that turn the other cheek lesson. And so I thought it was very interesting because it, it didn't have any of the adult characters that the other the other two episodes that we've talked about had in it. It was just Jesus alone by himself and then children came into the situation because of course um, they were curious about what he was doing and he allowed them to work with him and allowed them to be around him. And so I really appreciated uh, this episode. Like I said, it's very short um, compared to the other episodes and it will just give you a, a good perspective on things and just will give you an opportunity, hopefully, to, to talk about these things with your children and encourage them to embrace the teachings of the Bible. Well, I don't really have a whole lot more to say today for our podcast. I just wanted to encourage you to um, uh, to uh, I want to encourage you to think about what you're doing as you interact on social media and to uh, make sure that you respect other people's opinions and that you are encouraging to one another during this time. You know, I'm a people person, and so it's been very hard for me to be kind of away from socialization and away from people. Um, And I need people now in some ways more than ever. Um, And so it's important for us to realize that even though we can't be together physically, that we need each other um, now and and perhaps more than we ever have uh, because of the fact that uh, we are made to need people. Um, God didn't leave Adam alone with the animals. He gave him Eve, and then he propagated the human race, and he wants us to live in harmony with one another. He knows that we can't live on our own. Even Paul, he traveled in pairs most of the time either with Silas or with Barnabas because he needed people and when he when he wrote to Timothy he said I'm all alone please come to me so I just want to encourage you as we're going forward in this time to prize your relationships 
and and put others before yourself and spend time in the word of God. I, I, I think that's one of the things that has been a hidden blessing that I did not realize um, when this started was that I have the opportunity now to just sit and soak in four or five chapters of the Bible in the morning before I begin other stuff that I'm doing uh, because I don't have a packed schedule right now. I don't have to rush out the door to go to work as I had before and it makes it more of a challenge so with that being said I will simply say have a good um, day have a great weekend Um, let's continue to pray for one another and keep serving the best of masters thank you for listening to today's episode your host has been Andrew Gomison founder of speaking for him for more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com you can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com that's speaking the number four H-I-M you can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speaking for him and on twitter at speaking for him and when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review